All right. Three weeks in the books. A whole lot more to go. I'm one of your hosts, Chris Rotundo. And I'm your other host, Sam Gold. And today we're switching it up back to the original roots of the last few years of being back on Zoom. I know it sucks. I don't like it. Sam doesn't like it, but that's okay. We're still going to be pumping out some episodes for you guys. Um, Still have content everywhere. TikTok, Instagram, you name it. All we need is a Twitter now, Sam. But uh, enough about these uh, social media plugs. You guys know the drill right now. I'm ready to just get right into uh, recapping week three and then doing a little preview of week four because it was a wild week of football this past week, Sam. Listen, I was busy today. I have to go to something right after this. That's why we're doing Zoom. Don't worry. It's not going to be like last year. We're not in school anymore. So this is it. Next week, it's back to normal again. But yeah, I mean, that's got to be one of the weirdest week threes, just weeks in general. And honestly... The witching hour, although there was a lot of blowouts, in my opinion, top 10 witching hour of all time, just because we'll, we'll get to it. We'll, I'll explain why later. But yeah, let's roll the intro. You're listening to In the Huddle with Sam Gold and Chris Rotundo. All right, All Sam, right. and oh, oh, you want to start it or with the Thursday night game? Sure. Let's do, uh, yeah, 49ers, Giants. 49ers win 30 to 12. I mean, like, was anyone really expecting the Giants to do anything? I made a TikTok about it saying I didn't want to watch the game. It wasn't going to be close. And basically, that's what happened. Like, the Giants did keep it close in the first half, but like, just just put the two rosters together. It's it's actually insane how bad a team can do with one roster compared to the other. Like it's just it's two sides of the coin. The fact that you have a seventh round quarterback in Brock Purdy playing much better than a guy you just paid forty million dollars a year. And now like everyone that I texted that's a Giants fan saying that wasn't worth it, and then they got mad at me. It's like just look at this game. Daniel Jones is one in ten in primetime games. I know you basically play the best team in the NFL, but get used to this, Giants fans. I'm sorry, but they're not going to be that good this year. They're, it, they really just resemble the same Giants that they were for the last five years. I don't care that Saquon was missing. It's the same thing. It's the same shit, Chris. I mean, is anyone really surprised? You're playing probably top three team in the league right now, heading into week three, team that probably would have made the Super Bowl last year if Brock Purdy didn't go down. Brock Purdy playing better than more than half the quarterbacks in the league and they're paying him next to nothing. So it's pretty remarkable what they can do. Pretty amazing how you had Garoppolo think he's the franchise guy. You draft Trey Lance. He doesn't pan out. Um, And then you move on to Brock Purdy and you guys are more than fine and probably better off than you guys were when you had, not probably you guys are better off than when you had Jimmy Garoppolo, but it's the same old, same old with the Giants. They have a tougher schedule, so I didn't really expect much. And this regression this season that we've seen so far isn't too shocking. Even though we're only three weeks in, plenty of time to turn it around. Like for most teams, unless you're 0-3, then you're probably shit out of luck already because the odds of that making the playoffs aren't very good. But, you know, I had enough of talking about the Giants. And whenever Saquon isn't in there, they were going to struggle. But even if he was in there, it wouldn't change the outcome. Maybe... They would have 15 instead of 12, maybe. But besides that, I'm pretty done and ready to move on. But the next game we're looking at isn't very exciting either. So pretty dull start. 
I mean, Giants fans, like, you were so happy that it was, like, somewhat of a close game in the first half. You guys just made the playoffs. That's not what your season's supposed to be already in week three. Like, don't be just happy that it was kind of close in the first half. No, like, this is – this is you guys are lucky that you had to make a major comeback against what was presumed one of the worst teams in the league last week. So, panic button's completely out. There's going to be a lot of teams I'm mentioning today that where their panic button is rather now on the table or people are already pressing it. Honestly, I think the Giants, they're one they are one inch away from pressing it. All right, Chris, let's move on to the 1 o'clock games. Lions-Falcons. I said in the preview that if the Lions want to prove something, that they're actually different this year. They can't just beat the Chiefs in the opener and then somehow lose to the Falcons and uh, the Seahawks in both of their home uh, first two home games. So the fact that they came out and won 20-6, to I'm going to give it one more week. I'm I'm really glad that they, that they won. They proved me wrong, but I'm gonna give it one more week for this Packers game coming up because I think that's gonna be the real decider, not only for them to have the lead in the division, but that they're actually gonna prove to me that they're not the same old Lions this year. So good on the Lions. I'm more and more confident about them, but I'm ha- I'm gonna have to wait one more week. Yeah, I mean, this is what we should have hoped that the Lions would have done versus the Falcons team who. I'm not sold on Desmond Ritter. He's definitely not the guy. Arthur Smith, granted, as much shit as I give him, they do end up winning games, and he's a coach that, as much shit as I give him, I'm going to repeat myself here, he'll win games. As frustrating as it can be from a fantasy point of view when you got when you have guys like Kyle Pitts and Drake London, but it was just a bad outing. Uh, the Lions are just flat out the better team. And I really think the Falcons moving forward, they need to address their quarterback situation because Ritter, sometimes you just look at him and you you just wonder what's exactly going on. Now, granted, when they had Mariota last year, Mariota was even worse, but Ritter definitely isn't the option. And I don't think it's much of a big leap going forward. It's just painful if you're a Falcon fan right now with all this young talent, but the quarterback situation is really tough. Taylor Heineke, I'm telling you, if he was in right now, for sure a playoff team. I I really, truly believe that. Yes, there might be a few more turnovers here and there, but, like, I actually like that the the Falcons like to run the ball a lot because it does work, but... You have two two great running backs there. And Cordell Patterson. Yeah, I don't know what happened. I know he has been injured, but, like, Drake London and Kyle Pitts, like, you got to get them involved. And maybe he's trying to, but Desmond Ritter is just... you got to move on quick because... Like, if you lose to the Jags in London, and then I'm sure you got, you know, some tough games coming up. I know they have an easier schedule, but maybe you do. Like, you can't you can't start off 2-0 and then go 2-3. and Like, you, you got to make a decision quick. I think if you struggle the same way you did against the Lions, against the Jags, then you signed Heineke for a reason. You didn't – you that already showed you weren't confident enough in Ritter to be the full-time starter. So just switch to a guy who's at least going to air out the ball, and then if he throws a pick, then just run the ball. Like, it's that easy. So, yeah. Yep. But congrats uh, to the Lions. Yeah, congrats to the Lions. You know, hopefully they can be a uh, competitive team like we all hope they can and potentially have a fight for the playoffs. I want to I see them in the playoffs. You know, it, it, it would be great. They're a team that everyone's rooting for, even though that they the Lions are one of the teams. The Lions are going to lie in, and I hate saying that, and hopefully this is the year that they can prove a lot of people wrong and actually, or I guess prove a lot of people right, being how high people are on this this year and get it going. All they need, I mean, they have the star in Laporta. He's a star in the making. Amon Ra, I know he's battling with a little bit of a foot injury, but he's going to get it going in a little bit. And this offense 
is super explosive. So many weapons. Jared Goff, I used to give him a ton of shit, but I need to stop because he's playing among the better quarterbacks in the league. And I was saying he's probably a bridge quarterback, but I really think the Lions can find success here with him. And they have. I agree. All right. Here's a game that both of us pretty much perfectly predicted, um, except I was a little more perfect because I got the winner correct. But Chargers Vikings, Chargers win 28 24. No, the, I mean, Vikings, the Vikings outchargered the Chargers. Chris, literally, like, if, if people want, if people didn't watch this game and want to know what happened, just go last week to our episode and what our prediction was. It was exactly what it was. It was a game, a shootout, tons of turnovers, and then at the end of the game, they were both trying to give the game away to each other. And you had the Chargers up four with, I forget, it was like around two minutes to go. A fourth and one on their own 20. You know, I have, an, I, have an opinion. I have an opinion. I think even though the Chargers won this game, Brandon Staley should be fired right now. He should be off the team. I don't care. The fact that he even attempted the fourth and one. And the funniest part, they didn't get it. They didn't even get it. And I'm, I'm sure if the Chargers would have lost that game, he would have been fired. But, like, I feel like you still got to fire him. I don't, care if they, I don't care if they won. The only reason they won is because Kirk threw a bad pass into the middle of the thing, uh, the end zone, and it got tipped, and the Vikings lost the game. It's uh, so, per- per- pretty remarkable. This is one of those games that I had absolutely going nuclear, and its points were still put up. But the, tur- the turnover, Sam, you-, you hit the nail right on the head. You said this was going to be very turnover-heavy game. The over. And it started out like that, and Madison had – it didn't get called for a fumble, but there could have been another one right there. It was it was a fun game to watch, but it's as quiet as it was in the beginning. But we got to touch on Mike Williams, huge hit for this Chargers team, tearing his ACL. You hate to see it happen. It just sucks. Um, now the Chargers, a team who were, were 0-2 coming into this, now 1-2, and but at the same time – you win this game, but you lose a huge piece to that offense. Austin Eckler, when is he going to come back? Joshua Kelly sucks. So the Chargers, <laughs> they... Uh, 11 carries for 12 yards. Just against the Vikings. He sucks. I mean... Terrible. He's... It, it's, it's brutal for him, but that's okay because they still got to win and they'll take it. But on the other side for the Vikings, 0-3, this is not something I saw happening. I... It was close last year. A lot of one-score games for them, and this is the year that they're not coming out on the right end of the stick with them. So one year you could, one year you can't. So the Vikings, it's looking like they're probably going to miss the playoffs. And and Kirk Cousins, he's, he's, he's playing well too. They got to work on that defense. That defense is such a pass funnel. It, it It's crazy. Seeing not only Keenan Allen going for over 200 receiving yards, he threw a touchdown pass. Not to mention 18 catches. Not to mention he's just very quietly having like his best season of his career at like 31 years old, just out of nowhere. So it's it's crazy. We we got to witness, I think one of the I don't know exactly how true this is, but in the last I'm gonna say 10 years, one of the best games that two receivers had in the same game. I mean, you had one with over 215 yards and one with almost 150 yards for a third week in a row. Uh, look, it is crazy and that's why it's so funny to compare these two teams because they are, they are the same in different conferences. And the fact that they are wasting, I mean, the charges have already wasted Keenan Allen's career, but like, it's funny you mentioned that. Cause now that brings up the idea, like, yeah, Justin Jefferson, look at Keenan Allen, look what he just did on that shit team. Like, are you really going to want to sign a big contract with Minnesota and keep wasting your prime? Like you're putting up 150 yards a game, but your defense doesn't do shit and turn the ball over. 
for a lot. But like, you got a big decision to make at the end of the season, JJ. You know, w- one quick thing I want to touch on, and I was trying to think about how to word this right before coming on here, but with the Chargers, they're like teams such as like the Jets, the Browns, the Lions, but in the sense that that instead of not making consistently being bad and not making the playoffs, they can actually make the playoffs, but they don't live up to their expectations in the sense of oh, Super Bowl bound. You know what I'm trying to say? That's why the Vikings and the Chargers are so unique, and that's the only comparison I can make between them two. It's, they suffer it's injuries, weird. they turn the ball over, they have good talent, but they never, they never, they never make good use of it. They're just the better version of the teams I just listed, and and I don't know yeah. what's more what's more frustrating: constantly being bad and knowing it, or constantly and being he, like like decent. You and know what's the playoffs, but never being able you know, to get it done. You know what the boring version of the Vikings and Chargers are? It's the Ravens and the Titans. They also just don't. They just don't take advantage. But they play a little more boring. They play a little, a little more tough. But I, I, I would also put them in the same category of teams that always have a chance. They beat. They they win a lot of games, but they never do anything with it. So Titans are tough, right. man. They we'll get to that situation later. All right, let's do another fun game. A comeback. Saints Packers. Jordan Love brings it home for them in their home opener. Um, it was just such a rough game for the Packers until the fourth quarter. They literally were down 17 to nothing. Derek Carr goes out with a shoulder injury. Jameis Winston comes in. Shockingly, I don't believe Jameis – yeah, shockingly didn't turn over the ball, but they still lost the game. And uh, I'm not going to blame this on Jameis because he actually set them up in field goal range. And then uh, Blake Groupie <laughs> – like who is that and he missed a field goal to lose the game and props to the Packers now I don't really know what to make of these two teams going into the rest of the season because I like some things and then I also think like there's no shot they'll ever get close to beating a team like the 49ers or the Eagles you know this is a lot about this Packers team as a whole you're down 17 nothing you score 18 unanswered in the fourth quarter you have a lot of fight in you this is a team that's completely um it's a revamped team, completely new. No Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams departed a few years ago. Uh, Christian Watson still isn't even healthy yet. He's still not medically cleared, so he could be out for another week. So this Packers team isn't even full strength with probably their best weapon uh, who still needs to come back and still needs to get in the groove of things. And and this team is 2-1. and one, so And they have a very winnable game against Detroit this week when they can go up to 3-1, and one, a team that I didn't know what to expect. I was kind of concerned of coming into the year, and they're proving a lot of people wrong, but at the same time, like you and your prediction, a lot of people, right? So I make it this Packers team as a, as a good football team. That's going to be fighting and probably winning the division. Something really impressive about this win for the Packers is that, like you mentioned, they had the major injuries and they just blew a game last week to the Falcons and if you do that and then the next week come in and for three quarters you're down 17 to nothing, like if you don't have the right guys around you on that team, you can very easily just put your head down and be like, shit, like like we're just going down the drain. Like we blew it last week. We suck this week. This sucks. Let's just give up. But no, Jordan Love rallied the guys around and like they put up 18. Like that's it. They, they came out and won the game. They, you know, they went to work and they made all the right decisions, even though they could have easily just given up after a rough game last week and a rough three quarters. So that's that's pretty impressive. 
Yep, uh, impressive. And a weird score of 18-17, one that I did not have on my bingo card for this season. Yeah, well, at least we got a 25 coming up later. All right, uh, Texans-Jaguars. Now, if I told you guys the score, 37-17, to 17, I'm sure like 90% of you would guess that it was the Jaguars that came out on top. But no, Texans, I mean, I don't Are we get shocked? the NFL. I don't get it. I, I guess not. I don't know. The Jags, all right, this is another panic button team. This is a team where... Like the Falcons, I mean, they they play each other next week in London. If the Jags can't go basically in front of their home crowd because it's London and beat a Falcons team that is very beatable, like then that's it. I'm slamming the panic button. What the hell is going on with Trevor Lawrence? Calvin Ridley has been irrelevant since week one. Like, what is going on? So I don't know. The, the, the Jags just such a weird game. in their first four weeks, three of the games I would have locked in as wins along with many other people and. They're now one and two, and if they fall to one and three, I'm going to be not just sad, and not just scared. I'm going to be very sad, being how I had such high hopes in this team coming into the season, mm-hmm. higher than higher than a lot of people. Super Bowl uh, aspirations. Super Bowl aspirations. I really felt that with the Jaguars this year. I was loving what I was seeing, but that's okay. CJ Stroud, you know, we're gonna people can meme the Texans, but Stroud has been uh, right there with Anthony Richardson among the top rookie quarterbacks this year. Throwing throwing He's the better. ball for throwing the ball for 280 yards. He already has a 300 yard game through three games in his rookie campaign. This Texans team is young. They're gonna they're gonna look like this and they look really good. They're gonna look other games and they look like complete shit. But it's fun to see these rookies and how this uh, develops throughout the year. And for the Jaguars, you gotta find something out quick because this isn't cutting it. Uh I don't really know. You got to get Ridley more involved because he's looking like a guy who's actually been away from the game for a year now. Uh, It's a must-win game next week. That's really all I have to say about this. You know, every team or most teams have these games. Like, we're going to get to the Colts and the Ravens game in a little bit. It it, it just happens when teams like this lose inferior opponents and we get to this situation. It's just the nature of the game. So I'm not going to put too much thought into it. I don't think there is any need to. We know the Jaguars... We hope the Jaguars aren't the flop team of the year, but we'll see. We'll see. I'm, I'm not putting too much thought behind this. I'm not hitting my, my my panic button. Isn't even scared. Isn't even out yet. If they lose next week, I, I have it out. Okay. I'm, yeah. I'm fine. CJ Stroud, man. I mean, just no turnovers so far, and on this team, it's crazy. Like, honestly, props to the Texans. I think a lot of people maybe five years ago would be like, "This is a shit organization that doesn't know how to run a team." But the fact that they were able to move on from Deshaun Watson and just rebuild these last few years, and now you got a guy in Stroud who looks pretty solid so far, and these other pieces, not to mention Tank Dell, who's going off right now. Can, like, can, can I, can I honestly, just say something real quick? Off. Yeah. Uh, right now, uh, C.J. Stroud is a much better quarterback than Deshaun Watson. <sighs> C.J. Stroud is better than at least a dozen quarterbacks right now, I would even say which is crazy for a rookie quarterback in his third game on the Texans. So maybe I'm overreacting, but I just like the way he plays. He seems – I was worried about him after that test he took in the offseason and a shitty preseason and just being on the Texans. And but... I don't really I don't really invest too much in the preseason all that much. I like to see what you do versus the starters more than what you do against for a drive or two. It's I, I don't really invest too much of my stuff in the preseason. 
We got a bunch of blowouts here in a row now. Let's start with the two more relevant ones before we get to the obvious one. Let's let's start with Titans Browns. The Browns went twenty seven to three. So I mean, bad. the only takeaway the only takeaway I have about this is like the Browns defense is legitimately so far historically great. Like it's one of the best defense through three weeks. It's one of the best defenses I've ever seen. Not only stopping the run, the fact that you held Derrick Henry to like 20 yards and the fact that you've given up one touchdown this year. And that was a George Pickens like uh, miscommunication where he got wide open. That was it. The only touchdown. It's been very impressive. Miles Garrett speaking havoc on all quarterbacks this year. Uh, The the Titans, they need to figure something out really quick because this is bad. Uh, I know Derrick Henry... He can be quiet in a lot of games and some games have his explosion spots, but his, his quiet games are usually like, like 11 rushes for like 83 yards and no touchdowns. It's like a quiet game from him. His quiet games this year are games of like a Joshua Kelly stat line. It, it, it's I concerning. honestly think, yeah, the last two weeks weren't terrible, but this one was really bad. But I, I honestly think the Titans Look, Mike Vrabel is going to convince himself that the Titans can make the playoffs, but if, like, I think they should tear it down, and I think they should trade Ryan Tannehill to the Jets, and they should trade Derrick Henry to the Bills. I legit think that's what it should be. They should get a shit ton of draft capital. Just go for Caleb Williams, honestly. Like, that's how lowly I think of the Titans. Is is Traylon Burks really this bad, or is Tannehill just this bad? He's also hurt. He's hurt a little bit. He's always in and out of being hurt. Out of it's not even it's not his fault, honestly. Chris. I, I don't even pay. I, I tell you, complete, he's completely washed. I I I pay no attention to the Titans at all. They're like that one team that I have no <laughs> idea what's actually going on with them. But well, they're I, always just like I there. told you. I told you in the off season that if the Titans went the first six weeks not even on red zone, I wouldn't notice. And it's exactly what's happening. I mean. First Julio Jones, now DeAndre Hopkins, Tennessee Titans, wide receiver graveyards. It's uh sad. Name three Titans uh defenders. Yeah, that's like exactly they're so I relevant. Mean, like Harold Landry. Isn't like Murphy Bunting, I think I, I, I think he's know, there. Or something like that. Yeah, Byard, uh Jeffrey Simmons, like yeah, I guess there's a few guys, but still it's like they're just their whole team. Titans fans are literally the Chiefs of Alex Smith, but they're still the Chiefs of Alex Smith. Like, this is your chance. No, exactly. This is your chance, Titans. Get Caleb Williams right now. Get a shit ton of draft capital. Go get Caleb Williams. That's your oh, Mahomes. Who is it? Amani Hooker? Him, him, him. He's, he's the guy I'm thinking of for the Titans. Okay. Today. Yeah, I wouldn't have thought about that. I, I, I don't right, know right. why that name popped in my head. We can't spend too much time on this because we got some other games to get to. Let's not spend too much time on this one either. Bills, Commanders. Bills 37, Commanders 3. Yeah, that Bills defense, uh, what was it, 32 fantasy points was actually absurd. And they scored more fantasy points than a lot of your players did in fantasy this, this week. So, yeah. That's, I that's about it. am scared of the Bills a little bit. Uh, because if Josh Allen just doesn't turn the ball over a lot, their defense is really scary. And on the commander side of the ball, I mean, look, that was your chance to prove that you're a legit team. I don't think they're a bad team, but Sam Howell for sure was not ready to face that Bills defense. This is the worst game he's going to have all year. Worst game he's going to have all year. Um, 
It was bad. It was ugly. I mean, this is basically, I'll say, it's, it's not his rookie year, but base, it's his first full season. So it's in a way like his, in quotes, rookie year, if that makes any sense. You, you know what I'm trying yeah. to say? Like like, like that. Um, Thank it's God fine. they started 2 0. Thank God they started 2 0 because they got to go to Philly next week. Like, that's just such a rough two weeks for Sam Howell. And just, oh gosh, just, just watch Josh Allen film this week, Sam Howell. Like, literally, like, Josh Allen is dropping absolute dimes this week so i i gotta give props to the bills i don't like them but they've really turned it around since week one and just absolutely dominated their last two opponents so all right do we well, go to the game of we think of the bills next week opponent we're going to talk about the dolphins um all right let's just act like at least one person here listening hasn't watched last week and they don't know what the score is all right so the dolphins you know what, what's a great offensive game five touchdowns all right, so they didn't do that. They did six touchdowns. Nope. Seven? Nope. Eight? Nope. Nine? No. Ten? Seventy fucking points, Chris. That was that was, that was historic. We are probably not going to... There's a good chance we are not alive. We will not... There's a good chance we're not alive. My head exploded, Chris, when I saw it. There is a chance, Sam, it, that we are not alive the next time a team puts up 70 points. That is crazy. They should have break. They should have broken the record. But I wish literally, I'm not kidding. Out of how, how long is Reds? This is the 15th year of Red Zone, right? Yeah, 15 years or maybe 14. I'm gonna say 15. Out of 15 years of Red Zone, not joking. That little montage of the Bron- uh, the Dolphins getting over 50, and then right to the Marvin Mims a kick return, and then the Dolphins getting 63. And then right after that, the Dolphins getting 70 was like a top 10 moment of me watching football ever. I was freaking out. Like, it was just so crazy. It just didn't stop. I thought maybe they were replaying some of the same touchdowns. And then I looked at the score. It didn't look correct. I've never seen it like that. In my, I mean, the Chiefs' best game they ever had, they put up 51 points two times. That was it. Chiefs-Texans playoff game, and obviously the Chiefs-Rams game, everyone remembers. And I feel like that was just so crazy. But, like, the Chiefs, if the Chiefs played like that in Chiefs Rams, but we played the Broncos, we still would have lost by 19. The Broncos lost by 50 points. I think 70 to 20 is crazy, but when you say a team lost by 50 points, that's one of the biggest <laughs> margins of victory ever. What do you even do when you're in the locker room? As a. Like, how do you even go like thank god they play the bears next week so maybe there's some bounce back potential but like what do you even do at that point you've sucked it- since 2016 and now the cherry on top like you got to go play in 100 degree heat and lose by 50 after losing on a pe- missed pass interference call against the commanders last week i think one of the funniest the things about are this whole thing disaster. is the fact how we were flirting with the idea of a 50 point game happening and we said, nah, it's not going to happen. You're right. It was 70. <laughs> and they did it without well, Jalen Waddle. No actually, We were throwing in the idea of 50 point game with the Cowboys, which we'll get to later, which oh that gosh. was great. Thank God we didn't say that. Um, the Dolphins didn't even have Waddle and they did that. I, I can go on all day about this. Like, like, I don't know what's crazier. The fact of all the changes the Broncos made and they're somehow like the offense is much better, but they still are somehow worse. Or the fact that Denver put up seventy. I mean, seventy is absurd. I don't think I can wrap my head around that. I mean, they Denver. Like, when we said, you know, all the Madden rookie mode memes. This is literally playing Madden on a rookie mode. 
Chris, I'm pretty sure I haven't even beaten you 70 to 20. That's how I'm sorry. I didn't mean to say that. All right, moving like, on. Moving on. Like that. That's how crazy it was. Like just the fact that Robbie Anderson just had like the 63rd point and at some point in the game. Like it's just such a weird what timeline are we living in right now? Like, what is the NFL in 2023? I don't get it. We're the Dolphins are putting up 70 points. We're, we're living in the River Craycraft uh, day and age. Literally, the fact that they put up 70 with him on the roster, Robbie Chosen, Devon A-Chan, A-Chan, not A-Chain, Raheem Mostert, and Braxton Berries. Rob, Rob, Robbie Chosen? He was called up from the practice Durham squad. Smythe. Robbie chosen from the practice squad yeah. got in the end zone. That's wow, guys. I just at this point in my life, I just picked the luckiest teams. I I've been boasting for four years. Obviously, the Chiefs are my number one, and they're like the new Patriots. And then I've been boasting for four years before they were even good that the Dolphins have always been my second favorite team. And now we're looking at a pretty probable Chiefs Dolphins AFC Championship. And if not, maybe the Bengals because that's my dad's favorite team. Which is just for me personally, this is such a wild time. Of NFL football to be a lot. I don't get it. The gold household is rumbling. Back when I first met you, like early high school, this would be what's going on in the NFL right now. I just it would blow my mind. Nothing blows my mind anymore in the NFL. Something we used to joke about. We used to make we used to make these scores up. I don't. I mean, seventy is absurd, Sam. I am shocked. And the funny thing is, like Russell Wilson is not even doing that bad this year. No, and And the Broncos are still worse. Still a worse worse start. They're averaging giving up over 40 points a game. <laughs> they gave up 35 to the commanders. That's so bad. It's crazy. They gave up. Okay, this is a crazy stat. They gave up not only double the amount they gave up to the commanders last week, but the Chiefs have given up less offensive points from their defense in three weeks than the uh, the Dolphins have just against the commanders. Or the Broncos did just against the commanders. Okay, it's actually, it, 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 it's, it's actually wild. But, I mean, honestly, I could talk about this game all day. Just because we're never going to see anything like that again. But um, I guess we can talk about just the most never forget Ravens, the most forget. Ravens. The, the funniest uh, thing, Chris, I this is a full circle thing because uh, like I went to Lynn freshman year. This is before we did the podcast. Twenty nineteen, week one, I went I'm, to the, the Miami game. game. Yeah, they lost fifty nine to ten, and I thought for sure that was going to be the biggest like. I remember watching that on Red Zone. I'm like, holy! I'm like, Lamar's having a day. But nope. I immediately texted my roommate who took me to that game, and I was like, "Do you remember that shit?" And now you guys put up seventy. Like, how fucking crazy is that? Uh, like, oh, and I remember talk- everyone in the stands that day was like, "This is fine. Let's just suck. Let's just make sure we tank for Tua." And now it's paying off. That's what they said. They wanted to tank for Tua. That was the motto in Miami. Back in those days. Okay, Chris, please just take me to Colts Ravens and talk for like 30 seconds because I might yeah. just like run out Colts, of breath. Uh, Colts Ravens, most Raven game ever. They fall 22 to 19. Uh, one of those weird, forgettable games that it was rainy. Uh, we had that uh, tropical storm passing through. So a lot of groundwork was going to be done here at Lamar. The overtime took him over to the over the 100 yard rushing mark, but uh, Zach Moss, the main story here for the Colts with the absence of Jonathan Taylor, who should be, who knows what's going on with him, but he has one more week on, I guess the IR. So Zach Moss really, he was the story of this game. You know, Garner Minshew did his thing and 
to get the win. I've been seeing some rumblings of people saying, oh, Gardner Minshew should stay the starting quarterback. And that's probably the dumbest thing I've ever heard, because if you're saying that Gardner <laughs> should be the starting quarterback, well, what are you doing with your life? They're going to keep Anthony Richardson in there. He needs to be in there. They got to develop him. He'll be back. Concussion protocol. And also really quick, I don't know what this means, but he's Anthony Richardson still in the concussion protocol, but he was practicing. So I have no idea like what the hell is going on with that situation. But yeah, this is a game in which the Colts did this to the Chiefs in week three last year, happens to the Ravens. The Colts are just a week three um, nightmare for teams, it seems, at this point. And this is one week that... Week three assassins. Yeah. It doesn't really shock me. It was just one of those weeks when inferior teams beat uh, their opponents in the Texans and the Colts, which is always fun to see. It always shakes things up. And it's fun to see how it plays down in the long run. But these are a few teams that uh, the Colts quietly 2-1 and one somehow... Uh, well, I shouldn't say somehow Anthony Richardson's First been playing place. really, really well. So the Colts, we'll see if they can hang on to this. The uh, thing get Anderson back, really fun to see how he's going to be, being that they put the Rams next week, which I think could be a uh, potential win for them. Will I pick them? I don't know. You guys will have to wait around and stay tuned for that. But Sam, I don't know if you have anything to say about this game. Um, I'm still fascinated at 70 to 20, but we got to keep it moving. <laughs> I mean, really quickly, you just got to remember the Ravens were dealing with a lot of injuries in this game. So it was going to be close regardless, but I hate, I hate to mention the refs. I think the Ravens got screwed a little bit. It was a clear oh, yeah. passing holding call or pass yeah. interference on Zay Flowers to, and Justin Tucker would have hit it to win the game. And then all the Colts needed was like 20 yards and they won the game, but but never as, a, I mean, as, a, as game, a Steeler fan, am I complaining? No. That's true. I think since that game in Baltimore last year against Miami, week two, every game since then in Baltimore has been extremely low scoring and boring. Like, speaking of low scoring and boring, Patriots 15, Jets 10. I don't really have much to say about the Patriots other than Mac Jones. It's just so fucking weird uh, that he just grabs people's nuts. And he plays dirty and like just, just well, I hate, I don't like both these I hate both these quarterbacks. I don't like Mac Jones just as a person. And Zach Wilson, although I highly disagree with that video that I saw where the Jets fans were just absolutely heckling Zach Wilson. It's not his fault. He's the one who got thrown into the fire. Like it's it's Robert Salah's fault for not getting a better backup and for still starting him and I will say, though, in my 22 years of life, I think Zach Wilson's actually worse than Nathan Peterman. I'm not kidding. He's the worst quarterback I've ever seen. He's worse than every starter and every backup in the NFL. I'm not kidding. I'm dead serious. He's It's it, it, it's rough to see, Sam. I ranted enough about Zach Wilson sucking, so I'm pretty good to move on, Chris. Yeah, I have no need to speak about either one of these teams and i don't want to show either one of them any attention because they are both bad all right panthers seahawks seahawks 37 panthers 27 <laughs> this was just i i was watching the chiefs game pretty much the entire time so this was such an irrelevant game um the red rifle uh, looked pretty good uh yeah you know um Back. Listen, we, we we know statistically rookie quarterbacks are among the worst in the league. Surprise, surprise. So Andy Dalton was obviously going to be an upgrade over Bryce Young simply because Bryce Young is a rookie. Out of the three top rookie quarterbacks, he is the worst. And 
that's completely fine. No need to be worried about that right now. Uh, so really not shocked that the Panthers put up 27 here. Not shocked that Adam Thielen had a very good game, 145 receiving yards and a touchdown. So not surprised to the offense be able to do that with a veteran quarterback there. But uh, for the Seahawks, man, Kenneth Walker, another great game for him. He's the RB3 in fantasy this year, which is wonderful being that I have him in three out of four of my leagues, which is always, which is always great when you have uh, the top guy exposed that much. So love to see it. And as for the Seahawks, uh, after what was it? A rough week one? Yeah. Uh, no. Uh, yeah. They lost to the Rams. Yeah. Yeah. Lost to the Rams week one. Uh, bounced back with two big victories. And you have the Giants next, which is a very winnable game. So rough start. And you can get onto a nice three game win streak here. So good for Seattle, Sam. That's all I have to say. Yeah, I, I I can move on. Let's just talk about Chiefs Bears before we get to the big upset of the four o'clock window. Forty one to ten. The biggest Finally. talk about this game is the fact that Taylor Swift is at the game because besides that, to me it was I know you have a whole different side of it, but to me it was just another game. Bears, they suck. Justin Fields sucks. Um besides my Carson Wentz MVP take from a few years back, me having any faith in Chicago is probably my second worst take known to man simply because Chicago is a shit show right now. It's a mess, and I, I'm shocked how bad they are. Don't worry. I also picked the Bears to go 9-8, and eight, so I'm right there with you. But, yeah, I mean, fuck the Taylor Swift shit. I don't care. They're not They're not even dating. They literally, He literally just invited her to have some fun. They probably, who knows, that game. But anyway, I like, look, I'm just going to talk about the game because we've. I've seen it. I'm, it's a headache at this point. Like, it was cool for the Chiefs to just get all this publicity, of course, but I'm focused on the game right now. I'm focused on the fact that we put up 41 and we took care of business. We finally looked smooth on offense. Now, you know, if it's going to be against a team, it's going to be the Bears, but look, we still took care of business. That's exactly what we needed to do. 34 to nothing at halftime. Couldn't be any more perfect other than Juwan Taylor, the stupid fucking penalties that he has every game at this point and you know what i'm gonna say it. there's literally at least 10 other tackles that does the same thing and they're only singling out the chiefs at this point so you know if you want to say that the refs are in our favor yeah go fuck yourself um anyways our defense honestly in my opinion is top five in the nfl we've given up three touchdowns all year we've given up 33 points all year um George Karloftis looks elite. Trent McDuffie looks elite already in their second years. Um, and, yeah, I, I don't really have anything negative to say about this game other than Mahomes looked like he hurt his ankle again for a second. But he seems like he's going to be fine. Uh, luckily, we didn't have to play our starters for basically the entire fourth quarter and a little bit after that. So, yeah, I mean, I'm just psyched that we didn't blow it and we blew out a team that we should have done that to. And... I'm trying to think if there's anything else I can think about this game. No, not really. I mean, it's crazy that I'm going this quick by a Chiefs game, but it was extremely satisfying, and I'm just happy we did what we needed to do. All right. We, Cardinals, week three, Cowboys. the week of the blowouts. That's what this week should be titled. Yeah. 28-16. to 16. Nope, the Cardinals didn't blow this game like they did last week. They actually held on to a lead against the Cowboys, who were easily a top-five team going into this week. It's just funny to see that, like, we should have, we were both going to maybe pick 50 point games for the Cowboys here, but we should have saw this coming, actually. I feel like, 
feel like now that the, the game is over, we should have seen a possible. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm actually surprised by this because you knew that the Cardinals were eventually going to win a game at some point this year, whether that's when Kyler comes back or with Dobbs. But the Cardinals, I'm, they've been looking pretty good. The They've been looking pretty good the first two weeks. Way better than anyone thought. We all thought they were going to be a train wreck, struggling to put up 10 points a game. Yeah, they blew the, they blew the game versus the Giants. Yeah, they lost a close one to Washington. But you come out here and you beat a Cowboys team that coming into the week, that defense losing uh, Trayvon Diggs in practice to a torn ACL. I have to hate that that happened and have to bring it up, being that that's another huge injury. Uh, the Cowboys defense takes a massive hit with him among one of the best uh, defensive backs in the league. So you lose him but even if he was there i don't think it would have made a difference with the cardinals um josh dobbs uh my, my man uh ex steeler ex jaguar ex brown he uh leading this cardinals team to actually being a respectable team which i love to see because this cardinal team they actually have a decent amount of uh talent on both sides of the ball and they're showing it you go out here and you make a statement against the cowboys and I'm just happy that it happened, you know. One of those games that now we look back on and say, I definitely should have seen it coming. I feel kind of dumb for not picking the upset here simply because of how good this Cardinals team has actually looked, even though they didn't have a win coming into the game. The Cowboys do this all the time. They blow out teams, and then they blow one to a team. I just, honestly, I still have the same mantras as I did last week with the Cowboys. Just wait until they play the Niners, and then we'll see what they really are. Um, but yeah, with the Cardinals, really quick, just... I don't think they want to win too many more games because I'm picturing in my head they already have the Texans first round picks next year, both of them. And I think best case scenario you can think of if you're a Cardinals uh, fan right now is when Kyler Murray is about to come back, trade Josh Jobs to the Jets, uh, try to get another pick from them. And then if Kyler Murray, you know, uh, I mean, regardless, I don't think you should keep Kyler Murray. I really don't. So just go get Caleb Williams. It's that easy. I know it's not that easy, but as someone sitting here in my basement on Zoom, it feels easy. So that's that's my opinion. All right, you know, Chris. Just plug it in the Madden and make it happen. <laughs> All right. Steelers Raiders. I'm personally not going to say anything about this game because we got to move quick. So go ahead and just give your two cents quickly. Yeah. Um, Matt Canada lives to see the other day. The Steelers offensive coordinator. Najee Harris looks like he's running through a foot of snow whenever he touches the ball. Jalen Warren will take over as the RB1 uh, sooner than rather than later. If you heard my TikTok you know exactly. I'm going to give the whole same spiel. Kenny Pickett, surprisingly, his first multi-touchdown game, which is pretty shocking, and the Steelers. Seems like we can't have a win that we can be complete, and I feel safe from start to finish. We almost choked this game away, and pretty scary there towards at the end, making this a much closer game than it actually made out to be. Defense, once again, came up big. TJ Watt, I love you. Um, What else am I forgetting? Um... Alex Highsmith, I love you. And besides that, we can move on. And Sam, you are welcome for beating a division rival. Thank you. Yeah, fuck the Raiders. All right. Eagles also Bucks, Jim, 25. Jimmy Garoppolo hurt. Yeah, honestly, I don't care. I really don't. <laughs> He's always hurt. I really don't. I'm sorry. I, I don't. We'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out next week. All right, I don't care. Um, Eagles, Bucks, Chris, Eagles got 25, Bucks got 11, kind of a weird score. Um, I have nothing. The Eagles have been playing exactly the way they've been playing for the first three weeks, just kind of weird on offense, but still getting it done. 
And the Bucks, kind of like the Commanders, just ran into their first real opponent this season and didn't look as good. And just like the Commanders, I don't think the Bucks are a bad team, but they're certainly not on the level of the Eagles. So when they play a bad team, they're going to look good. When they play the Eagles, they're going to look bad. So that's basically what it took away from this game. Yeah. Uh, it's that simple. The uh, the better team won, and that is all. All right. We're bowling through these because we're also going to have this is just going to be one episode, guys. So we're just going to have the week four preview right after we just do this Rams Bengals game. And then that's going to be it for the week in terms of podcast episodes. So let's do Rams Bengals super quick. Bengals 19, Rams 16. I said that the Bengals would get revenge by winning a three point game, just like the Rams beat them by three points in the Super Bowl. So I was technically right, except for the score. I said 23 20. It was 19 16. So pretty close. But. Yeah, this was a super boring game. Um, but luckily, I think, you know, I think for sure if Joe Burrow wasn't there, they would have lost. So even though Joe Burrow still looks rusty, he still got to make sure that calf is all right. And he definitely missed some throws, uh, 49 attempts, and he did not have a good completion percentage. Um, you just got to make sure if you're Burrow, you got you to be careful. But yeah, it, it did prove that this game, he needed to be out there just for them to win. And uh Gotta give props to the Bengals defense yeah. as well. They've been playing well. As as bad as this game was, we had the fair catch to start the second half, which was pitiful to even see. Uh, I can't believe that's actually a thing. Um, it's good to know for fantasy owners of Jamar Chase that even when Joe Burrow isn't playing all that well, Jamar Chase can still get there. That makes me feel much better and like I can sleep at night. All right, Sam. Flying through these now. We have to get out of here. We have uh, also Puka Nakua should have scored that touchdown. Anyways. What about Tutu Atwell? I love his, Tutu Atwell. They have, his, they heel, such a his, his, his heel was not out, or was it? Yeah, no, it was Tutu. Tutu's heel yeah, was two not touchdowns. out. Tutu, two touchdowns. All right. So stupid. All right. All right. Week four preview. We got a good Thursday night game. Tomorrow night, we're filming this on Wednesday instead of Tuesday this week. Um, Packers Lions in Green Bay. I mentioned this a little bit earlier when we were talking about the Lions that. I think it's great that they did go out and beat the Falcons at home. That's definitely an improvement from what I thought they were going to do. But this is the official game. This is the official game that if they go into Green Bay, beat the Packers, and they have sole possession of first place in their division, that's it. I'm full lines. Like, I'm not going to be like, oh, it's the Lions. You're going to disappoint us. It's going to be the same old Lions. No, I'm going to be, I'm going to jump on the bandwagon. So this is your time to prove it in primetime against your rival in Green Bay. Early in the season, prove yourself right now, Lions. And you know what? I'm going to pick the Packers <laughs> until the Lions prove me otherwise. And and then what? if the Lions win, then I'll start picking the Lions. So I'll go Packers. It'll be a close game. I'm going to say 22 to 20. Yeah, I'm going Packers here. Sam, we literally have – I think this is the closest we've ever been. I'm writing all my scores down before beforehand. So I was rapid-fired with them. But I, I had the Packers 23 to 20 beating the lions here i just think that i almost um, said 22 to 20 uh 23 to 20 but i feel like if the lions are gonna lose they're rather gonna get screwed by the refs or they're gonna like miss a field goal we've been on the same page here pretty often this year which is always a good sign to see two great minds thinking alike yeah we know i'm just a little bit greater that 34 and 14 record all right all right buddy calm down we have we have a long season (laughs) let's let's all right, let's head across the pond then, and <laughs> let's do Jags. That's so stupid. Jags-Falcons, <laughs> just such a London game. Like, First of all, this game has never happened. This matchup has never happened. Um, 
Except it has because now I just realized four years ago when the Falcons played the Jags that the Jags wore teal pants and it looked really weird. I just pictured that in my head. Don't ask me why I have a weird photographic memory when it comes to football. You could look it up right now, Jags Falcons 2019. I'd be 100% correct. Um, the Jags what are we talking need about? to win the game just like the Lions. I think the Falcons are so irrelevant that like if they go if they lose this game, they're two and two. It's like no one cares. I'm sorry, but no one cares. They're the Titans of the NFC. Um, God, I'm talking too fast. Uh, I'm gonna pick the Jags to win this game because I still have a little bit of hope left. It's not gone yet. The panic button has not been pressed. So the Jags got to come out in front of basically their home crowd and win this game. And uh, Kyle Pitts is going to get a touchdown because he only scores in London, basically. So this is going to be a second time scoring in London. Jags win it 19-16. to 16. Just like Rams Bengals. I have uh, Jags winning it. I have them winning 32-25 to 25 over Atlanta. Will Drake London score in London or will it be the Kyle Pitts show for them? But, you know, you have to have the 25 oh, with Atlanta. 32-25. You could switch it up Wait. before Drake London scoring in London. Okay, I'll do 19-17 then because that gives the Falcons two touchdowns. Right. I, have my, I, I have my 25. I have my 25. 32-25. There it is. Jaguars. All right, Chris. Kind of a random game here uh, starting at the 1 o'clock. Tell me what you think about Colts-Rams. Uh, Colts-Rams. This is a weird game, but you know what? Weird things are going to happen in this game. I have the Colts winning this game. I'm going off the assumption that Anthony Richardson will be playing. I think he's going to have a great game this week. Um, High hopes for him this week. I think that the Colts will win. I'm going to say 29-27. Indianapolis gets the upset victory. Okay, really weird. Also adds to my photographic memory. Every single 1 o'clock game has been played in 2021 as a rematch, except for Broncos bears. Don't ask I don't know why. how I know you that. remember this stuff. This is actually insane. Colts Rams week two, 2021 Cooper cup had two touchdowns in Indianapolis. That legitimately happened. Uh, and the Rams won. Uh, <laughs> uh, this is the hardest one to do. Wait, who did you pick? I'm sorry. I picked Indianapolis 29, 27. All right, fuck it. Then I got to pick the Rams. We got to have some split ones. Cause I want to see if I can keep going, beating you in my record predictions. I'll say the Rams win this one 24-21. I have so far a lot of two three-point games. All right, Browns-Ravens in Cleveland. I don't like Deshaun Watson, but I also don't like the Ravens' offense right now. And I don't like their injuries on defense. And I love the Browns' defense. But I also think the Browns could blow this. And I think there's karma on the Browns to not just be great this year. So... It would be weird to feel like if they were three and one. So I I think I gotta pick the Ravens, even though I could see the Browns still winning. My heart's telling me the Ravens. So I'm gonna go with my heart this time. I'm gonna say the Ravens pull it out 24-17. This is gonna be one of those weird AFC North games, uh two teams that I don't really know what to expect here, but I'm going to go with a very close game here. I have a lot of close games to start off this uh, week four. I'm going to go Cleveland's going to win barely 22 to 21. Okay. Vikings Panthers also a 2021 rematch from week six. KJ Osborne game winning touchdown in overtime. Don't ask how I know that. Panthers are trash. The Vikings on paper are not trash. And the Vikings, even though they're going to definitely lose the Chiefs, hopefully, fingers crossed, in week five, 
they'll get their win out of the way this week in Carolina and beat a team that is clearly inferior on paper. I think it's going to be a shootout, just especially if Andy Dalton plays, um, just because these two defenses suck. I'll say Vikings just narrowly pull this one out, twenty nine to twenty five. Screw it. You know, I I see this one being more so one sided here. I think Minnesota's going to get the win, and I think they're going to do it in pretty good fashion. I have Minnesota winning thirty four to sixteen. Chris, that's bold. That might be the first time they've won by multiple scores in a long time. Are you sure? Okay. I'm locking it in. They usually play one score games. All right. Titans, Bengals. I'm going to upset some people here. I just talked shit about the Titans for like five minutes, about 30 minutes ago. But you know what? I could just totally see the Bengals starting one and three and then going on a tear after that. I don't know what it is. It's also just traumatizing as a Chiefs fan. Like anytime you go into Tennessee, weird shit happens. Like, especially if you're supposed to be a good team. I feel like you might just go in there and lose. So I'm going to pick the Titans to upset. Uh, I think there's going to be some bullshit penalty that happens. Like something weird is going to happen in this game. Titans pull it out. Honestly, 17 to 14 in a defensive battle. Until further notice, this Titans offense, I will put no faith in it. Bengals are going to win 24 to 6, and they will get this win because the Titans offense will be struggling to move the ball. Okay. I like that we haven't lost but games. is good. Chris, what do you think about the Jameis Winston revenge game, Saints Bucks? Yeah, Jameis Winston revenge game. Um, it's that time. It's that. Uh, I think the Saints will get this one done. I think that Taysom Hill will have a touchdown and take it away from Kamara like he did all last year. So get ready for that. It's going to be fun. And I will have the Saints and Jameis Winston getting revenge on their on his former team. And what do I feel like? How generous do I feel like being today? I feel like being pretty generous. I'm going to say it's going to be 27 to 20. Just like Vikings Chargers, it's Jameis versus Baker Mayfield. So bet the over on turnover turnovers. Plus the Saints defense is pretty good. Um, I think we have a defensive yeah. touchdown in this game. Yes, one hundred percent. I agree with you. Um, Saints win it. I don't think Jameis plays particularly well, but I just don't have faith of Baker Mayfield against this really solid defense, especially in New Orleans. Alvin Kamara's back, like you said, so I got to pick the Saints here um, in a very weird, just crappy game. 15 to 6. <laughs> yeah, I know. Oh, I know. It's bad. It's bad. All right. Game of the week. This one, I'm going to Chiefs Jets this year, uh, uh, next week. And honestly, I wish it was flexed 1 o'clock so they could put this game in prime time. Bills, Dolphins in Buffalo. Um, if the Bills want any chance of winning their division, they got to get this one here. Although, I can't really go against a team that just put up 70. I know the Bills' defense is absolutely elite, and the Broncos is absolute trash. But, I look, the Dolphins are not – I don't even think they're scoring over 30 this week. For sure not. Uh, it's going to look more like Patriots-Dolphins uh, from two weeks ago. But i got to roll with the Dolphins. I just have to. Until proven otherwise, they are the best team in the NFL right now. Even better than the Chiefs. I know it sounds crazy, but – I'm going to go Dolphins, 23, Bills, 19. Yeah, I think this game is going to not be as explosive as people expect slash want it to be. And this is a really tough one because this is going to be a playoff atmosphere this early in the season, and this could come down to be the division this early. I know. I know I'm going to say it. This game, I'm not saying it will, but this game could potentially come down to the division race. 
in in week four. So I'm super excited. And I wish this game was with with, with prime time because it, it deserves to be over seeing the Jets as prime time. I know everyone thought that Aaron Rodgers would be there. So you got to stack them in the prime time games. But, but regardless, I have Buffalo coming out on top 26 to 23. All right. And then pretty much the opposite game like of all time. Paris Broncos in Chicago. I said we get one tie prediction per year. And I know it's early. I know it's week four. But I got to do it. I got to pick a tie. Because, all right, here's the thing. My mind is telling me the Broncos are for sure winning this game. Like, they're, they're probably, like, if we're being real, they're definitely going to win this game. But my heart is telling me pick a tie. And that's what I'm going to do. I'm going with my heart this week a lot. And I'm going to say these teams tie 11 to 11. <laughs> Chris, 70 to 20 just happened. So why don't we just pick a score that we would make fun of five, 10 years ago? Like, why not? You know, with two bad teams, when when two bad teams like this meet, it usually everyone wants to say, "Oh, there's going to be no offense," but more times than not, it usually seems that it's always a lot of offense. And I think that's what's going to happen here. I think this game is going to be among the higher scoring ones. I don't think too much defense is going to be played. Um, so I think that you have two bad teams going head to head. I think points will be scored, and that's what happens. So I'm going to say Denver is going to win, and I'll say they're going to win 31 28. Gosh, all right. <laughs> Oh, I, I can't wait. Actually, it's up there for one of the games I want to see. I'm not even kidding. It's it's actually up there. All right. Eagles, Commanders. I'm sorry, Commanders fans. You got two rough weeks in a row. I don't even think it's close. I think the Eagles win this 30-14. to 14. Yeah, this is going to be a rough one for you guys. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. Too, luckily, Commanders can get this out of the way now. Yeah, I think it's going to be... I'm going to say... 35 to 18. Also, the, the Eagles should be one of your favorite teams this year, Chris. I just realized they scored 25 twice already this year in three weeks. I love them. So that's pretty crazy. All right. Texans, Steelers. Uh, uh, oh, gosh. This is actually kind of tough to pick. I'm not even going to lie. Um, Chris, you go first. I actually don't know. I mean, so you're this the Steelers, is, so the, yeah, I'm I'm picking the Steelers. This is going to be a true test for CJ Stroud going up against one of the premier defenses in the league. Um, how will this Houston team be able to handle TJ Watt, and what will TJ Watt for CJ Stroud to do? That's going to be the big question. If Houston can, can can contain CJ Stroud, um, if Houston can contain TJ Watt, this game will be very interesting to see because without TJ Watt, as we know, different uh, teams. So. Will be able to contain him? I don't know. He'll have Alex Highsmith on the other end. And what would the offense be able to do? A lot of questions here coming into the game. I think Pittsburgh wins this game. I think they'll win it. I'm going to say 24 to 20. Oh, I want to split with you, but I, I just can't lie to myself here. I think the Steelers are also going to win. Um, a lot is returning to Houston. Not JJ, but TJ. Um I think CJ Stroud, unfortunately, the streak must be broken. I think he does turn the ball over this game. Um, I'll say Steelers 16, Texans 10. I can All very right, much Chargers, Raiders. Now, this game is interesting. I could totally see the Chargers blowing this, but they have to win this game. I mean, they have to win this game. It's going to be high scoring. The Raiders, though, they're just they're, they stuck. I mean, do you really see Brian Hoyer? Beating the Chargers no, here? I don't. 
I think I think the Chargers win this thirty-four to twenty. Yeah, I think the Chargers are going to win this uh, without Mike Williams out for the year. Uh, is Austin Eckler going to be back? That's a question that I don't know. Um, it doesn't matter. Josh Kelly not. Chargers will win this game. I'm going to say thirty to twenty. All right, let's pull through these. Only got a few more minutes. Uh, 49ers, Cardinals. This game should be relatively easy, even though the Cardinals just upset the Cowboys. But guess what? The 49ers are better than the Cowboys. So it's it's in San Francisco as well. This one's pretty easy for me. 49ers win this. I think it's going to be close in the first half, but I'm going to say the 49ers win this 35-17. to 17. Yeah, I'm pretty close to you here. I have 49ers destroying this Cardinal team, 42-13. Okay, Cowboys, Patriots. Now, I think a lot of people... Might want to pick the Patriots just because the Cowboys blew it. I think it's going to be close. I think it's going to be ugly. Ezekiel Elliott revenge game. Maybe bet on him to get a touchdown. I don't know. But I got to pick the Cowboys because even though they blew it, I'm not panicking on them yet. I still think they're the better team than the Patriots. It's in Dallas. It's going to be close, though. So I'm going to have the Cowboys winning this game 24-21. to Yeah, I have this game. Dallas winning 26-24. Patriots, I said it before, I'll say it again. They're not going to be the best team, but they will keep games close and competitive. Sam, let's move on to Sunday night with the Chiefs. I'll keep it rolling here pretty quickly. Um, This game isn't going to be competitive at all. Uh, The Chiefs are going to win this game, I will say, 32-9. to I go to see this game. I usually go to one or two games a year. This is one of them. I got to go. I mean, I live in New Jersey. It's at MetLife. I was actually hoping to see Aaron Rodgers, but you know what? Maybe this is for the better to see my team get a blowout win. Hopefully, look, if it wasn't Zach Wilson, I would definitely be worried about blowing this game. But honestly, Zach Wilson is just the worst NFL player I've ever seen. So you got to pick the Chiefs to blow them out. Hopefully, once again, I think the Chiefs take their foot off the gas, though, towards the end of the game. So I don't think it's going to be that crazy of a score. I think it's just going to be 27 to 10. Just, Just simple. Nothing too crazy. All right, and then Giants, Seahawks. <sighs> Another Giants primetime game. I'm fucking sick of them. Uh, Daniel Jones is complete ass in primetime. He's 1-10. I think the Seahawks win this game. Sorry, Giants. You got to prove me wrong now because you guys look like you suck again. So I'm going to pick the Seahawks to win this game 31-16. to Yeah, I'm going with Giants. I mean, I'm going, sorry, with Seattle here. I'm going 27-22. to uh, close game. Either team can win, but Seattle, I think Kenneth Walker will get it done in the end, and will Saquon be back? Uh, Giants fans better hope so, so this game can be respectable. But without that, Sam, there we go. We did it one shot. Next week, we will be back to our normal routine of two episodes end in person, so can't can't wait for that, because honestly, um, it, it's just way better. It runs way smoother when we're in the same room and doing it in person. It's just, as as you guys could probably tell as well, but we get it done for you guys, and yeah, no, I'm looking forward to a great week of football here. Uh, can't wait to see if anything else crazy happens. Who knows? Maybe a team wins eighty to nothing this week. Anything can happen. Hopefully, it's the Chiefs. All right, yeah, that's gonna be exciting. I'm happy to go to the game, but it should be a good week overall. Um, happy October. We'll see you guys next time in October. Uh, just yeah, check out our TikTok underscore in the huddle and underscore, uh, and also follow us at in the huddle pod on Instagram. We're going to be posting a lot, like we have been. Um, so we really like to get that going. Um, thank you guys for listening once again. We'll see you guys next week.